Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Desert Streaming, and I'm your host, Marco Casanova, and I'm here with Andrew Kamiski, founder director of Desert Stream, and Bishop Conley, the Bishop of Lincoln, Nebraska. Bishop, it's great to have you with us. Great to be with both of you, uh, Marco and Andrew, and I really appreciate and I'm grateful for all the great work you do. Thank you so much. We're, we're really grateful to your pastoral leadership and your clarity, especially in regards to, to sexual integrity. And that's what we really want to talk with you about today. You had a, a column um, entitled True Love Calls for a Change in Heart on the 17th of February. And you were really addressing Cardinal McElroy's article in America Magazine. But we wanted just to discuss a little bit of those themes that you brought up in this article, because we just think it's so important today. Um, we find some some confusion in this arena, even within the church, and we really want to herald the truth and clarity of the gospel. And, and so that's why we wanted Amen. to reach out to you and, and ask for just a little discussion in regards to that. Amen. So, Bishop, you mentioned um, just within this article how the church can't just become merely a safe place. <laughs> like the church can't just become a safe place for people to to feel uh, a sort of maybe a, a sentimentality in their whatever they're bringing into the church, be it a, a sexual disintegration thing or a sin pattern. But you mentioned how the church has to has to proclaim the truth not only be a place of mercy, but also a place of conversion. So if, if you could just uh, maybe talk a little bit into that, how the church becomes that, how do we foster a community, not only of mercy, but also of conversion? Absolutely. Yeah. Truth um, has to be at the very forefront of everything we do when we were made for truth and the truth, as Jesus said, will set us free. And we all want to be free, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to walk in freedom and the key to walking in freedom is walking in, in truth, the light of truth. We're made, we're wired, we're hardwired. Our DNA is all for truth. Mm -hmm. Now, we have, first of all, to believe that there is a truth and that it's 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 able to, we can possess truth. A lot of people, you know, we live in a skeptical age, like that we can't even know the truth or can't even embrace the truth or who's to say what is the truth, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah. But as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he has revealed man to himself, you know, as the Second Vatican Council says so beautifully in Gaudium et Spes 22, I think it is, that in Christ, you know, Christ reveals man to himself because he was the perfect man, right? Yeah. And so in Jesus, we come to know ourselves and how we're created and what will make us flourish, how we will live full uh, meaningful, purposeful lives, lives of great um, joy uh, and fullness. But we're wounded creatures, right? So we're not, <laughs> we, we fall short of the mark. I mean, only Jesus was the perfect human being, mm -hmm. but he's come to heal us. You know, mm -hmm. he's come to, he's come into our woundedness. You know, he doesn't, uh, he comes into our, our, our pain and our in our in our brokenness in our woundedness to heal us mm -hmm. and he calls us out of our woundedness in into the fullness of light and truth mm -hmm. and so we um as we strive to walk in that truth uh, about the human person we come to a fuller realization of who we are and who we're meant to be mm -hmm. um, so that you know to to settle for anything less in other words, to say, well, I can't, I can't, I can't do this, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, I'm, 
uh, you know, I'm broken or, well, we're all broken. But I mean, in other words, to leave people in their brokenness, you know, right. I'm, I'm saying, you know, we, we're all broken. We're right. all a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all fallen. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is, is by, is, is, uh, is, is really a remark. And I just thought of this, but a remarkable uh, hero of mine. And that's Oscar Wilde, mm-hmm. who struggled his whole life oh. with same sex attraction and yeah. lived. Yeah. Lived ended out. up in prison, was in prison ended for years, years in prison. Yeah. Mm. But a remarkable genius, a remarkable human being, um, and and mm. he has many many great quotes. But one mm. of his mm. one of my favorite quotes is, he said, "You know, all of us are lying in the gutter, but few of us are looking up at the stars." Mm. Mm. And meaning that he knew in his own brokenness, yeah. in his own homosexual manhood, broken, his own homosexual was, brokenness. Exactly, he was Le- he left was, a marriage. Left Every, his everything. family. Left every, yeah, yeah, exactly. He mm. lived a homosexual life, mm. lifestyle, and every in and, and the, and the fullness of what that mm. means. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he knew that he was called to something better, and he had wow. his eyes, and he, he has a beautiful death too. Mm. You know, he dies yeah. in the embrace of the church and in, in close to Jesus. And it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful story. So, wow. you know, so like relevant. Like, that's yeah, it's that's so very relevant. relevant, Bishop, for this discussion, mm-hmm. um, because even though McElroy in America Magazine is alluding to the fact that we're all wounded, he actually does not believe that someone with same-sex attraction is particularly wounded, that there is a disintegration. Mm-hmm. So we all sort of talk the wound game, but at the end of the day, there is no trajectory for identifying and walking with someone to integration. Mm-hmm. So that's not really a part of McElroy's mindset and equation. So even though he's speaking of inclusivity for those far away, I would say those far away have converted him and like-minded ones into believing, well, there's really nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. There's actually nothing wrong. So we come alongside of you in the church, but we're not leading you into a place of integration. So there's no actual wound related to rainbow culture mm-hmm. in McElroy's world, I would say. That would be my discernment slash observation. So I, I, I do think it's helpful to be specific about, well, what is the wound of sexual disintegration? Mm-hmm. Then we can actually talk about accompaniment and pastoral healing, because if there is no wound, then healing is, 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 as you say, sentimentality. It's like, well, we all need it, but I actually don't have to own my need for it or don't have to be held to chastity, God forbid, um, if, if what I'm doing is kind of passable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If, I, if it just sort of all gets assimilated into our messiness, right? And... Uh, so yeah, I think I think there is something big and sweeping about the redemptive community, 
But there's also things that are very concrete mm -hmm. where we need clarity in order to know we're wounded and also to heal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I appreciated your points of view regarding, you know, let's let's actually get on with this mm -hmm. and uh, be the church for hurting people rather than reframing the wound as just something we need to incorporate as 21st century Catholics. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. And both of us coming out of homosexuality, I mean, we can attest to the wound. We can attest to a rather profound disorder and desire that takes a lot of time and a lot of accompaniment and a lot of direction and a lot of mercy in order to be able to say this divide does not determine or dominate my life anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually free to rejoice in the man or the woman that I am um, and lay aside all the rainbow identifications. So that's a great gift. And uh, I, I think you, you point us in the proper direction in this discussion. Yeah, I, I think that, and well said, I, I um, you know, one of the things that Cardinal McElroy really emphasizes, and I agree with him 100%, and I said this in my column, is that we need to listen and be empathetic, you know, um, and I think that that's hard um, mm -hmm. to really understand what people are going through, you know, the struggles, uh, the temptations, mm -hmm. Um Another great Oscar Wilde quote is, uh, I can resist anything but temptation. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, we all have those temptations and we all are disordered and we all um, suffer uh, from the fall, <clears throat> you know, the, the effects of original sin. So we all mm -hmm. struggle with that. Everybody's in the same mm -hmm. boat. But, you know, those that are same sex attracted, um, and, and, and you're coming from someone who's not same-sex attracted. Mm -hmm. I have to really work mm -hmm. hard, mm -hmm. understand mm. how someone is attracted mm. to someone of the same sex. I, I, it's not part of my experience. So that means I have to really listen carefully and understand what is going on in their world. Yeah. And, and to walk with them, you know, yeah. and to really try to understand it. Um, but then at the same time, I have an obligation to, you know, in this in this common vision and common call mm. to um, the fullness of truth about the human person is to is to offer and to help, you know, broaden their, you know, to look beyond that mm -hmm. um, yeah. to, to something that is 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 fuller. Yeah. It's mm. a human person, the truth, the mm. truth about the human person. And to, right. and then, like I said, in the column to leave someone there, you know, well, let's say once you get to the point where you understand where they're coming from and what their, you know, life is like, but just to leave them there and not offer them, well, look, you know, there, there is this, the truth, the fullness of the truth teaches us uh, and shows us that, you know, this is like you say, this is a disorder, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, this is not the way we're created to flourish right. and, right. Uh, and, to, and to understand and walk with them and help them see that 
and sympathize and empathize with them, but but hold them up higher, you know, to a yeah. higher standard, I guess. Yeah. And 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 we're holding I'm I'm holding myself up to a higher standard. It's like okay, yeah. I'm already up here, you know, come right. up and join me. You know, right. you know, we're both we're both on the way, right? Struggling yes. with our own temptations and areas. Yeah, uh, and we want to both kind of get up to a higher level. Uh, a fuller level of what the human person is in a full anthropology, uh, mm -hmm. according to the yeah. humanity of Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bishop, as you talk, it reminds me of me too. Uh, it just reminds me of uh, what one of our heroes at Desert Stream is John Paul II, obviously, and just his tome of human love. It seems that Par Cardinal McElroy departs a bit from the prophetic call of John Paul II that men for woman, woman for man, we can actually be reconciled. To the purity of our origins, that there's something uh, Edenic about the redemption that Jesus offers us, that we can we can actually probe the depths, and Jesus rediscovers our lost fullness. And and when I read John Paul II, I hear, wow, I, my orientation is not just what I feel. Like that that doesn't determine my direction. My my orientation is dependent on something deeper, deeper still, who I am as a man for woman. Uh, not to dismiss the profundity of same-sex attraction, but it's to say that my right. proclivity isn't not my that identity. Profound. <laughs> Father, it's not that profound. Can we say this? It's deep, but not that deep. Exactly. And I, I think what you're saying is the the profundity we we need. Exactly. The, yeah. the profundity of, of being reconciled to the to who I am as a man. And I think for for us at Desert Stream, for me as a as a vulnerable one who comes out of homosexual stuff. I need the clarity of the church's anthropology. Yeah. I need that clarity. I need someone to, like you said, the accompaniment of someone to say, look beyond the proclivity, look beyond the low ceiling becoming, because mm -hmm. Jesus, through the ministry of his church, through good therapeutic help, through good, all of the above. Sacraments, <laughs> good fathers. All of it. All of it. Right. Jesus helps us through it and, yeah. and we can see beyond it. And I, I feel like the church today, we really need to get this down. It's right. dividing Christianity. Yeah, because we're whispering. We're whispering the good news today. We whisper yeah. it. And thank God for someone like a McElroy, whom I've tracked with for a while, San Diego, West Coastal yeah. culture, where where really we, we can say, uh, and I say this as a someone born and raised in Los Angeles, We've been evangelized by the gay community. They've evangelized us. They've brought their version of justice. And we've said, oh, I don't, I don't want to hurt you. I want to help you. I, I you know, I, I want to come alongside of you. But I, I think in that, we've actually bought into not only a false anthropology, but a false justice. That what you say you need, we have to give you, or we're the bad guys. We're the haters. We're excluding you when, in fact, we're wanting to include you in Jesus' rule and reign. <laughs> we're right. wanting you to come in to this family. And uh, I, I think what's happening and what I see in this synod, it's certainly happening in the German synod, is um, uh, a, a secular good news coming in with a false anthropology and a false justice and good men being held captive by it. And as a result, uh, uh, the good news of the gospel of the kerygma 
to set disintegrated people free is being way turned down mm -hmm. uh, for fear of, of being uh, exclusive or abusive or what else. And I, I just think, I think the enemy is scoring some points here and I'm grateful for men like you that are saying, no, we, we can approach this with great clarity and great kindness, uh, but, but we actually need to be on the offense with yeah. the good news of, of the converting power of Jesus' vision and Jesus' mercy towards our damaged humanity. And I think the church has an accurate vision. Yeah. And I, I think it needs to be uh, preached and clarified in this day in particular. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%, Andrew. And, you know, really, John Paul II, he's the antidote. His his, his yeah. writings and his insight <clears throat> on the theology of the body, human sexuality, the person, um, that's there and it's all right there. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Now, yeah. you know, be, being such a, you know, a, a deep philosopher, he's hard to unpack and translate into common everyday language so people can understand it. But that's the work we need to do. And a lot of people are doing that. I noticed, I know that Jason Everett has a new book out. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and, he, and he delves into this because, you know, he is, a lot of his work has been spent on uh, the theology of the body mm -hmm. as it relates to, you know, marriage between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he also now he's looking at the whole, how does that now apply to gender dysphoria, you know, and mm -hmm. other kinds of uh, attractions that, and it's all there too. I mean, the, right. maybe that maybe, I don't, you know, I don't think John Paul II dealt you know, it's been interesting. No, because no he didn't. Whole, no, he didn't oh talk God. about that. But he yeah. laid the basis for. He it. laid the basis, right? Yeah. He, he's got the groundwork. The groundwork is already there, and we can, yeah. we can, we can deduce from it. You know, yes. from those principles. Um, but the other thing too that struck me when you were talking was that, um, you know, that we, um, you know, like you were saying that we don't. Uh, we we're, we want to we want to call each other to fullness you know we don't want to leave someone um you know where they are we all want to kind of urge each other on to be better human beings you know we don't want to settle for you know mediocrity nobody's called to mediocrity we're all called to greatness and so i don't want somebody to leave me where i am you know i want somebody to challenge me to be a better human being yeah and to be more compassionate and kind and understanding and so if we just sort of settle for that, um, you know, we're leaving, we're doing a disservice, you know, we're right. not. And, and I think the problem comes is that when we start to talk about that immediately, and this is with young people, I notice this with young people. Um, and I and I still haven't kind of cracked this nut to kind of what, <laughs> how can I, you know, but, but you know, the, the whole and we're always, you know, one of the things that that young people are very sensitive to is being judgmental, mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. and and I and I agree. You know, we we cannot judge each other. Only God can judge the human heart. Mm -hmm. um, but that's become so pervasive. That's become so huge. It looms so large mm -hmm. that anytime we begin to hint 
about making a judgment about uh, an action or uh, a behavior or um, a lifestyle or uh, anything, then then many immediately people turn us off or this or reject this because you're being judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, and you say, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. I can I can talk. We can talk. We should be able to talk about these things without yeah. taking them personal. Like I'm not judging right. you. Yeah. And, even if you're a practicing homosexual and you're trying to defend that, you know, I want to talk about, you know, what that is, you know, and what that means and how you feel about that, how I feel about that. And I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. I'm not, you know, you know, only God can do that. And that's, that kind of cuts off the conversation, doesn't it? If, if we can't go there. And that's what, like you were saying, evangelize the 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 homosexual culture or the um, you know the rainbow culture, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. shuts us off, you know, before we can even start talking. Because yeah. well, you're being judgmental. You're you're being a bigot. You're you know, condemning, yeah. Yeah. and and that's a hard thing uh, yeah. to kind of overcome to to you know to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Bishop, as you talk, um, I just returned back from UNL. I was at, out at Newman. I'm so grateful for the good work there, Father yeah. Sassy. We love your diocese. We love your diocese. It's a great one. It's amazing. There's Isn't just... it fun and easy? <laughs> no, it's not easy. Aren't you fun. having a fun time taking having books, fun, reading books? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, but it's such a rich soil. Yeah, and what I it. found was... When I was giving just a couple talks, couple witnesses, and of course my own witness with the SSA thing, um, they weren't they weren't closing down or or shutting down on the gay thing. They were inserting their own need there. They had the capacity to do that. Yeah, they had the capacity to say, well, okay, well that's how Jesus helped you integrate in your own disorder, and I can relate the this powerful Jesus to my own disorder or my own need for integration. And I think that's we need to approach it from that angle. I mean, not not to say it's the yeah. only way, but the young mind can actually do that, can yeah. appropriate the mercy of Jesus yeah. in areas of deep disintegration. Yeah. And even if it, it includes the homosexual thing. And what I found was students were coming for prayer and saying, I I've been struggling with pornography for years or one student was like, I'm, I I'm just made a general confession. I want to really give up this disordered thing. I want to give up this homosexual life. It was powerful. People hearing the witness and just saying, I I want more. I want Jesus. I want him to come into my life and to help me in areas where I feel exhausted in my disintegration right so all that to say yes there is an allergy to be ju- being judgmental but i think also the fluidity of of a witness the yeah. like living water we would say here yeah. has the power yeah. to to break strongholds of thinking right and to help persons really encounter the potent mercy of jesus and i think a greater openness to saying i'm disintegrated yeah you know i have all these liberties on one hand but on the other hand, I I can and I will own my brokenness, even if it means opening up to a layperson after a talk and saying, please pray with me. I need help. So it's not the shame of 30 and 40 years ago, you know, right. the sin that dare not speak its name, right? It's like, well, okay, if we're talking, you know, sort of a foundational 
disorder, then I'm coming out with it. You know, I am not going to be by myself in this any longer than I need to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's a gift of 21st century culture. You know, yeah. it, it may be a little bit outside of the borders sometimes, etc. But there is a frankness and a mm -hmm. candor that that I think we can uh, engage with mm -hmm. um, maybe better. So like with Living Waters, we're gathering men and women and walking with them. We're doing the accompaniment, you know, yeah. 30 to 40 men and women at a time taking real steps in chastity together, not not over and against the sacraments, but as as a kind of everyday grace, the one another, you know, I'm becoming known and I'm I'm taking ground uh, with my brothers and sisters in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's an openness to this, mm -hmm. um, maybe new forms of pastoral care. Mm -hmm. And right. I, I think we need to probe them or a generation is going to be without recourse. Right. They'll have our good catechesis, but they won't actually have adequate accompaniment because we need to mobilize the body. I think mobilize the laity working in conjunction with elders uh, to help people get there, mm -hmm. to come out of some life-defining identities and behaviors and yeah, big big strongholds of disorder, uh, right. but they they can be broken, right. and I think that's the good news. No, it's really beautiful, Andrew. I think you know one of the things I was thinking of when you were talking, especially as we're on the eve of Holy Week. Wow, we really kind of enter into um, <clears throat> the humanity of Jesus's mm. vulnerability. Mm. You know, he became absolutely vulnerable to the point of death and he invites us into his woundedness mm. and it's and i think i think of um you know i think of the beautiful scene where he uh, he invites thomas to put his hand into his wound wow you know and that is really we talk about safe spaces wow that's the ultimate yeah. safe space yeah you know where we are absolutely transparent Mm -hmm. open our wounds are open we're able to talk about them mm. and invite people to walk with us in our woundedness and we walk with them in our woundedness and that is where healing comes in rushes yeah. in wow. in the midst of that absolute vulnerability and i think the more that we can we can talk about our vulnerability mm -hmm. and not and without shame you know without yeah. shame yeah. Uh, and to, to say, look, all together on this, you know, we're not alone. Nobody's isolated. We're all yeah. wounded and we're all recovering yeah. and we're all working together to be better human beings mm. and more Christ-like. Mm. That's where the healing really takes place. Yes. And so people Amen. want that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that um, you know, this and this time of the year, as we walk into the, the the absolute vulnerability of Jesus at the point of his own death, mm. where he is, you know, the, the the irony is is that what we what appears to be absolute failure, mm. destruction, um, defeat, mm. death, mm. 
that point hmm. is his most powerful moment. That's when he redeems the world. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and the father who 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 invites him and, and, and calls him to this plan, you know, and I'm here to do the father's will, as hmm. he says. Um, and once he accomplishes that, then the whole thing flips mm. and it is it, it's it's redeemed it, he re, he rises out of that uh on easter and he 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 gives us a whole new humanity mm. and that's what and that's what that's the power of that vulnerability that that, that is redeemed and we're all, and we're, everybody's called nobody no exceptions yeah. we're yeah. absolutely totally inclusive here we include everyone everyone is yes. invited this party you know <laughs> that's and right nobody's excluded yeah. and yeah. we're absolutely non-exclusive on this thing amen but, yeah, but you have to walk into that woundedness mm -hmm. uh, and, and see it in truth there's where the truth is you know we have to look at our wounds mm -hmm. it, this is this is in the light of christ's love and mercy this is this is where i i am disintegrated mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and this is where we want to to reintegrate yeah. everything that's beautiful. Amen. Yeah, I just I felt that when I visited UNL, like I want a living waters group here. Yeah, just a, an, an opportunity for students to encounter the power of Jesus, and maybe their heritage would be, you know, I got saved in college. <laughs> I didn't get into deep trouble in college. I I encountered the integrative power of Jesus in yeah. college, and so that's my hope. Uh, I'll end with this, Bishop. We're just really grateful for the clarity of your voice, mm -hmm. the clarity of your shepherd's voice mm -hmm. today. For those of us who are, are lay practitioners of healing, so to speak, in these arenas, we're, we're, we are so grateful when a shepherd speaks up and and it's like a it's like a sound of a bell <laughs> that yes. beautiful like liberating bell of like yes wow. jesus is alive and well his mm -hmm. church provides clarity when there is unclarity and we can get about the business of becoming chased together mm -hmm. so thank you and father well, you. may may we send i just wrote a book called based on uh tob called rediscovering our lost fullness which is lifted from TOB. Um, can may I send you a copy of that? Oh, I'd love to. I haven't heard of that title. Yes. Well, it's selling millions. <laughs> huh? I'm so surprised. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, next to the Da Vinci Code, it's the oh. biggest thing in popular culture. Well, but, I'm, uh, I'm all, yeah. I'm, I love to read. So I'm okay. I'll, good. I'll look we'll forward send, to you. Send him one. Absolutely. Okay. We'll send you one, Your Excellency. Right. Thank you so much for being yeah. with us. Bless you. Thank you, Father. guys. Keep up the good work. Keep up yeah. the good work Thank and you. keep spreading the good news. Thank you. Thank we you, love Bishop. your diocese. Yes. We love you. Thank you. We're grateful. Thank you. God yeah. bless you guys. Thank God you. God bless you too, Bishop. Thanks for your prayers. Thank you.